0: Hi. Hello. I'm Julian.
1: I'm Gumshooter.
0: We are Team Binge. We are here talking about the after party. We are on Season 2, Episode 4, and this episode was called Hannah. And this episode is about Hannah. And this episode was done in the style of a Wes Craven movie. So (laughs) That would have been cool. Tom, let's just uh, start it from the top. First off, thank we want to thank everyone in the audience yes i see you for joining us tom what'd you think of this wes craven uh, episode hannah
1: <laughs> i think it was more wes anderson craven would have been maybe what last season with oh i shouldn't have brought this up i couldn't remember her name but i remember they did a horror episode or mind movie last right, season right 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 um, but this was fun. I don't know if I have a huge affinity for Wes Anderson. I'm probably going to get yelled at for the internet, but like I've never seen Royal Tenenbaums and some of his uh, bigger movies. But I know his like art style, direction style, cinematography is very unique to him. And it was fun and quirky and seemed to fit Hannah's personality very well. But I I, th- I found myself like laughing at this one and enjoying the mystery of it, since we have kind of talked about her and Grace, and now we kind of get the actual... Uh, confirmation of their romance, which I thought was, was good. But how about you? Like, you have a, uh, are you a big fan of the Wes Anderson jams? What, what did you think of this episode?
0: Listen, I think there is a certain type of person that when Wes Anderson, like, hit it with I Heart Huckabees, or I don't know, I think you're going to learn my answer based on the fact that I could only come up with I Heart <laughs> Huckabees. Uh, There was a certain person that was really into those and, like, made it their thing. I was not. Right now, I'm trying to remember whether or not Darjling Limited was a Wes Anderson film, because I think think it has all the same people. I remember really enjoying that one. I've seen them. Uh, I've seen I Heart Huckabees, and I've seen—what is the other very popular one with— It's like Moonrise
1: Kingdom, Life Aquatic, uh, Rushmore he did— I Love Dogs, Fantastic Mr. Fox. He has a new one coming out here soon with uh, called Asteroid City, which is supposed to be very good, but again, very much the same vein of, of all of his, uh, his movies.
0: The ones I've seen, the Royal Tenenbaums is what I'm trying to remember. Okay, okay. I remember watching some of them. I couldn't tell you which ones. I remember <laughs> thinking, oh, these are kind of funny, and then promptly not watching them again. So, <laughs> you know, I enjoyed this episode for what it was, and I did think, Whatever that vibe is, whatever those beats are, I could almost hear Gwyneth Paltrow narrating this episode as opposed (laughs) to this actress that Mm -hmm. narrates it. So uh, I did. I laughed more. I enjoyed this episode more than I enjoyed the last one. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll say that. I don't know that more has been revealed to me uh, in terms of the mystery and, and, you know, set aside the style of the episodes, set aside the humor. Tom, what you and I are here to do is solve a murder. Okay, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm the one that has to keep us constantly focused on that. So (laughs) no jokes, no pop culture references. Let's just get down to those brass tacks, those (laughs) nipple-chilling love tacks, as Grace says (laughs) at one point during this episode. She sure does. Um, Let's dive into it, Tom. The episode starts where we left off, which we're going towards the archery set, and Zoe is taking charge. Mm -hmm. Tom, serious question. Where are you at on Zoe during this season of The After Party? where where, where do you put Zoe in your list of f- favorite characters?
1: <laughs> I I I was going to actually bring this up later because I am confused by like what she's doing here and like what her motive. Like I don't get why she is so like gung ho about this. I mean obviously she's uh, you know, has a personal stake in this with her sister and, you know, her sister's husband just being murdered here, but she seems to be going rogue very quickly and coming in very hot with Anique. So I don't really know. I also think early on in the season, we didn't really see a whole lot of like affection with Anik and Zoe, where they kind of did that little like, um, pinky swear kind of thing, but I don't think they've like ever kissed or hugged or really done anything. So I don't know, man, maybe, maybe these two are on the rocks a little bit.
0: That's fair. To your point, I couldn't tell whether or not, like, why isn't she a part of the Danner and Anik team? Is there, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think I'm um, saying anything offensive. Like, I don't think she thinks there's anything between Danner and Anik. I don't think it's jealousy. No. Um, I don't think, I don't think that she's such a protective sister that she's doing this so that Grace doesn't get accused. I mean, there's part of me sometimes that's like, did Zoe kill this guy? Because, I mean. Maybe. That. that that's a possibility. I I don't know.
1: Mama uh, Bear's coming out, man. I Ma- guess it's just a uh, sister bear.
0: Was she the cartoon episode in the last in the
1: last she was. season? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: didn't care for it. <laughs> Anyways, shalom. Forgive me for my untidiness. Uh, that's what <laughs> Hannah says when they enter her yurt. So good. Every time someone yeah. says yurt, I just want to go to the fridge and get a peach yurt uh which is what i call yogurt (laughs) they're close in name right probably sure
1: sure yeah Mm -hmm. i'll I'll give it to you
0: zoe is going hard after hannah and I, Mm -hmm. i don't know why i don't really appreciate the game anika's playing where he's like he can't stand up to her and he can't stand up to danner he's just kind of going along with both of them
1: he kind of does a little bit later, I think, when she kind of storms off. He's like, hey, should I follow her? And, like, Dana's like, no, that's a sister thing. Like, leave it be. So I, I think at a certain point he says, like, hey, we need to hear her whole story. So, yeah, but he was definitely been kind of trying to play both sides up until this episode, I would say. The
0: actress that plays Hannah, insert actress's name here, <laughs> Anna Conkle she does a great job i don't think i've do you know her from anything else or have you watched her in anything else? i
1: looked up her filmography i think one of her bigger more recent roles is from that pen 15 show which i've heard is very funny but i have never watched um and it was fun to see her kind of cook in some of these scenes a little bit more because i do think her like very dry sense of humor was very funny and like she has a lot of emotion in her eyes and in her face Uh, I, i really love what she did in this episode
0: yeah, I would assume Wes Anderson's going to watch this and be like, I shall cast her in <laughs> yeah. everything that I do because she mm-hmm. understands. And then Wes Anderson's like, am I a fraud? Because these guys have kind of seamlessly ripped off my style. <laughs> um, and then Wes Anderson is going to go make Dracula 4000. Um, <laughs> I think that's... Anyways, uh, I get my Wes's is confused <laughs> as well as my East's. Boom, there's a joke. Uh, the lizard is dead on a pillow. I did appreciate this. Zoe's like, why do you have the dead lizard? And good, good point from Hannah. She's like, I don't know. Do you want the lizard? I just, I just have it. It's my niece. That was a little bit weird. That, that, that threw me off a bit. But Hannah does... Uh, there, once again, I laughed more in this episode than uh, the other episodes. And Tom, you'll be very proud of me. As I watched this episode, there was a moment... Where she goes to tell her story and she puts the record on Mm -hmm. and i'm sure the record means something to someone somewhere but they pause very long on the calendar and Mm. so tom i walked over to my television i pulled it off the wall because obviously it's on a a pivoting um tv (laughs) brace i I moved it this way and that and then (laughs) i took a picture of it with my phone And then I wiggled it some more, and I pushed it against the wall, just like Michael does with his plasma flat-screen TV. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And I have the calendar pulled up in front of me. Guess what I learned from staring at this picture of this uh, calendar, Tom? I'm going (laughs) to give you three guesses. I bet you'll get it in three.
1: Uh, Nothing?
0: I learned Jack Poop, Tom. Jack Poop. Uh. It says wanderlust. There's a thing about the star that the Magi follow in the birth of Jesus story, something about a flower <laughs> named, or a plant named Wonderless, and then a bunch of symbols on the dates. I thought, Tom, that this tied into, you know, they do the calendar, the day countdown later on mm-hmm. in the episode, and it's like day mm-hmm. five, day right. nine, day 13, and then I was like, they're just moving in fours, so I don't think that has anything to do with this calendar. <laughs> um, Tom? Am I on something?
1: Well, I mean, you're definitely on something, but I I can't say enough how much I appreciate you pausing and attempting to give this a shot. Um, I will say here that this is definitely a puzzle. It's a specific type of like cipher. I did go ahead and solve this one this afternoon, but we're not going to talk about that here. We're going to save that for spoiler corner on our next episode. Uh, But this is definitely one of the clues for uh, the elimination set of clues for the show.
0: It's got these words at the top, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. What is that all about? They're in some sort of order, but it's not alphabetical. I mean, there's S's at both ends. It looks like a Sunday and a Saturday. And then it's got these numbers in the top left corner. I don't know how you're supposed to solve a a puzzle this complex, Tom.
1: It was very trippy. This is definitely one that I could not do on my own. Had to use some internet help as to determine what type of, like, code or cipher this was trying to get you to. But once you get there, it uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: Okay. Well, wonderful. But, that.
1: Well done. Way to find it.
0: That is... Uh, yeah, Yeah. Thanks. I paused a show and took a picture and got nothing out of it. You're welcome. <laughs> I really did a lot of work. This is why I got kicked out of clown college and detective college. <laughs> Anyways... At the end of this episode, we will go into Tom's uh, spoiler corner. So for those of you that are trying to solve this mystery, uh, please, please hang out for that. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, very much the record plays and we have the Wes Anderson film start. And mm-hmm. this, this was pretty funny.
1: The whole sequence was just beautiful. Like talking about her many hobbies and then it cuts into her as like a child. And we will just kind of go through the hobbies really quick. because I think they're all just gold. Where it's like architecture, taxidermy, macabre horticulture. Which I appreciate that because I feel like Beard from the Ted Lasso series would probably have a, enjoyed uh, her yep. macabre horticultureness. Yep. Um, <laughs> carving wooden anchors and then she just checks the anchor in the water that just floats. <laughs> floats. Was so good.
0: That was yes. <laughs> the once again the humor of this, the like absurdist dry humor of this, uh, very 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 much Wessie Wess, as we like mm-hmm. to call him in the business. <laughs>
1: Uh then we have archery, magic, and probably one of my favorites at the very end. It's just Judaism where they're releasing a bird and then I think it's Edgar's just hoarding like the Torah scroll. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah,
0: releasing a dove. I I did not look into that tradition. I did like the shot where they're doing archery and she shoots and the camera pans like it's gonna be a really far shot, but then the <laughs> right target is right next to him. Uh, she Hannah uh, by the way, not his real sister, adopted, mm. um, and so she doesn't have a birthday. She has an adoption day. Uh, <laughs> she loves all things French, which is wonderful. And mm-hmm. this uh, adoption day party, I don't know. Every time someone <laughs> like brings something up to Hannah, and she like. Answers in the most depressing, like, sad way. You just think of those people in your life that are, uh, they can just never be lighthearted. And you're like, hey, man, the weather. Pretty uh, pretty crazy, the weather. And they're like, oh, yeah, my grandfather died in weather just like this. And you're like, all right, dude, I just wanted to talk about clouds, weirdo. Anyways, that's what Hannah reminded me of when she brings up her adoption and everything. But... Mm -hmm.
1: I it seemed like a very good party. At first, I thought it was like a 4th of July party with all that red, white, and blue, but it's French.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, no, and uh, we'll have them fix your voice so you don't go down when you say it's French. We'll have them have you say, it's French. <laughs> it's French. Uh, there you go. Grace and Hannah meet, <laughs> and they immediately become friends. There were some questions in my household whether or not this friendship was going to turn into lovership. I think you called this one early, right?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i think they played it relatively thick in the you know, previous two episodes kind of showing that there's probably more to their relationship but they start by mentioning like their love of like vintage oddities so you can tell they both have stuff in common where we talked about earlier in edgar's episode or, or grace's episode that edgar grace didn't seem to have a whole lot in common so i think this love makes a lot more sense sure sure
0: They were nostalgic at a very early age, these two. Mm -hmm. I think that's a Britta line from Community. (laughs) Grace just wants love, because they're having this conversation on the bench where Hannah is questioning whether or not Grace actually wants to marry Edgar. And Grace wants love. She wants nipple-chilling love. Mm, Um, Don't we all? And that phrase uh, gave me chills, Tom. And (laughs) I have now... Uh, at work, I have an email with my name at the bottom, and you know how people do like quotes under their name. <laughs> I've changed mine; that under my name it says "Nipple Chilling Love." <laughs> so, um, also, I'm looking for a job now. This is a recent <laughs> thing that came up today. So, look
1: keep for that Julian Nipple Chilling Love at. You can, find me, you can find me on LinkedIn. What's <laughs> the job site? LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn.
0: Nipple Chilling Love. A lot or of ice companies also, have reached out to me and massage <laughs> creams. A lot of massage pyramid schemes being thrown mm-hmm. my way
1: if i recall that's the same as your only fans account as well correct
0: that is correct good sir mm-hmm. that is correct mm-hmm. uh, i would encourage everyone that listens to us to google that so good luck <laughs> uh make sure safe search is off <laughs> grace and hannah kiss and i did appreciate you're like listen they laid this on in the early episodes pretty thick uh I, I think you're calling a lot of people dumb out there, Tom, because I don't know that they did lay this on very thick, but you called it early, so I give you one million internet points, good man.
1: Wow, that's a lot. Thank you.
0: We cut to the present, and this is where Zoe storms out because I, I think this is where they bring up that Zoe was like yelling at her sister, and mm-hmm. she was like, I was whisper yelling. I don't know, <laughs> but but Zoe storms out to go do her own investigation, I think, at this point.
1: Yeah, she thinks she has I don't know enough evidence. She thinks that Hannah is clearly lying, and she just wants to talk to Grace at this point. I think more confront her about the romance or affair that they were maybe having. Less so about maybe the murder. I don't. I don't know. Again, I don't understand why they're pushing her so far apart with the rest of this investigation. But
0: well, and so the thing that is brought up here is that they go on a trip, but it's Hannah and Grace that go on the trip, and Edgar. Mm-hmm like doesn't show up for the lunch or something. Is that a critical detail or is this, was this just the moment where Zoe's supposed to be like, oh, maybe my sister isn't as like, isn't telling me everything. And so she's kind of offended in that way. Is is that what I we are supposed to get from this?
1: Yeah. I think the latter, I think they had even mentioned in a previous episode that he was supposed to meet them in Amsterdam. Like obviously it shows them actually, um, what paddling on the river or whatever there. But I think we already knew that from a previous episode. This is just kind of confirming that they work together.
0: Speaking of Amsterdam, and this is not going to be a turn towards Ted Lasso, but this is going to be a turn towards uh, Tom and I would like to highly recommend the bear. Uh, If you need something to watch, I know I'm interrupting a podcast about a show to talk about a different (laughs) show. Uh, But if you need something to watch to calm you down, something lighthearted and fun, go watch The Bear on Hulu. It's incredible. (laughs) It's an incredible show. And there is an Amsterdam tie-in, I hope, if I've got my countries right. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: I don't don't know if I agree with your review in terms of relaxing, uh, but uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic show.
0: Yep. Listen, there's two things that make me relax. Watching The Bear and watching some good old Wes Craven lighthearted comedies. You know what I mean? (laughs) Zoe does some whisper shouting. I thought this joke was funny. She's like, mm-hmm. I was not shouting. I was whispering. And then Hannah does her like whisper shout impression. It's very good.
1: <laughs> yeah. What
0: are you, Tom? What are you? My question to you, good sir. This is asked from Sebastian to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to call him Senior Chang. I, I can't. I <laughs> community's ruined me. Sebastian to Jang, What are you? Tom, is it appropriate? <laughs> let's let's go into Tom's etiquette corner for a second. This is not spoiler corner, so don't don't tune us out. Let's go to Tom's etiquette corner. Are you allowed to walk up to people and ask them what they are, Tom?
1: I mean, I don't think the way that Sebastian went about it is probably the the smartest thing, because that he goes in, he's like, oh, it was like I'm a business owner, I'm a loving father, and he's like, no, no, no ethnically. Like, yeah, oh, that's, that's that's probably not not what you should do. He should have Um,
0: fired back with, what are you? And then Sebastian (laughs) would have been like, I don't know, some version of British, I believe.
1: Do you think, I mean, I'll just go this out there. I I feel like he might be fake British.
0: Like in real life or in the show?
1: No, I think in the show. Like they make mention that he kind of grew up with this family. They don't, I mean, we don't know what his parents are. We get his impression later of Edgar. I feel like. I don't know man there's there's more to this guy and I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's faking this englishness.
0: Okay, he's either he's either more than meets the eye, he's either a transformer or he's fake british or he is who he says he is, which is british. You, I think you're talking about in the beginning of this episode Hannah makes a comment about Sebastian always being around despite the fact that he should have had a british family somewhere.
1: Mhm. Well, I think that I don't know if we knew that they were like childhood friends so like he's been around for a very long time I just thought he was like a business partner or a friend but like right no but in then. the
0: beginning of this episode they bring it up mm-hmm. that he is a childhood friend and she says something about he grew up with us although he supposedly should have had a British family somewhere yes 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 so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think he's real life British I think he in the show is British and I think he's also going to be the hero of the show I do not <laughs> think it's Sebastian
1: okay
0: i've been on this corner but i will say despite the fact that i don't find ken jung very funny this scene was funny i did not quite understand what was happening with chang on the phone and so we're now going to enter the tom explains to julian the funny of a scene (laughs) corner i believe is what we're this long running thing where you explain to me why something's funny
1: well, I mean, this scene was funny. I loved the, the whole screaming in Korean when Sebastian has no idea what's being said. I thought it was pretty good. But I don't I don't know what to make of this where the guy on the other end says, like, I'm in, I'll take the $5 million. Is the impression here that Sebastian is trying to find a buyer for something? Like, is, is he the one going to steal the, or attempting to steal this, these crypto keys and this is going to be the guy who buys it? Because I mean, five million—five million seemed low for that. If he's trying to sell it, but it also seemed high if he was—I I just don't. That's an odd number, I guess.
0: Sure, it is odd. Five is an odd number. If it was six million, <laughs> it would be an even number. And uh, I don't know what kryptonite costs. I've never been in the kryptonite market, so I—I I don't know if five million is high or low. The—I just didn't understand why he was sabotaging this. At first, I didn't understand that he was sabotaging it, like, if he wants to work with Sebastian, don't you think he'd want to be
1: helpful, right? Well, and this is, kind of points me to the concept or idea of like Jang maybe being the killer kind of thing. Because okay. Once he kind of mentions like, hey Edgar, you know, or, or now that Edgar is technically unavailable forever, I want to pitch <laughs> you a business deal, that was <laughs> which a was a line. great way of phrasing. Um but yeah again i i I'm still kind of on that that Jang train of him being the the murderer
0: incredible. the Jang train. I love it. <laughs> I love it, okay, so you think what he's doing here is because behind the scenes he's murdered Edgar, he's making some sort of business play, so mm-hmm. this just't what this just wasn't wasn't him being an idiot on the phone. this was purposeful, yeah,
1: he's playing forty checkers
0: okay, that's fair, that's fair. Tom, you don't think Sebastian's British. Can we rule out that he's uh, not Korean?
1: I don't think Sebastian's Korean, no.
0: Okay, okay. We've knocked two down then. He's not British. (laughs) He's not Korean. As we roll through this season, I look forward to knocking other um, (laughs) ethnicities off the list of what is Sebastian. We cut back to the mind movie. And this is the lovely scene of, I believe, Grace and Hannah in love and just all of the lovely things that are happening. And this is where they count down the days, which I thought was going to relate to the calendar. (laughs) But I watched it at least 70 times, Tom, and I can tell you (laughs) there is no relation.
1: I do like the way the show does but like now knowing that there's all these puzzles in the background you're trying to draw these conclusions kind of like travis did with his uh sec four or whatever uh attempt right yeah talking about the magical month that they've had and then just loads of kissing on the bed saying that hey we shouldn't be doing this but they kind of laugh it off until eventually yeah grace is like yeah we we can't do this i'm i'm marrying your brother
0: Mm. Mm. adopted adopted yes Yes.
1: Well, he's not adopted, but...
0: Well, we don't know that. Everyone Mm, could be adopted, Tom. That's why when I meet people at parties, I always ask them, are you adopted? (laughs) What are you? Those are my leading questions. What are you? And are you adopted? I don't get invited (laughs) to a lot of parties, Tom.
1: Listen, maybe maybe Sebastian is the real son and Edgar's the adopted one. And they're just using him for his brain and money.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And they were going to get married. I like Mm. it. I like it a lot so many people inside that valve box can you imagine if multiple people got inside that valve box and started arguing there's a wes anderson uh scene for you you couldn't do
1: about you couldn't do a valve box in arizona you would literally melt oh
0: it would be so warm it would be so warm at first you'd be like oh there's shade and then you'd be like it's stifling hot in here and then you'd collapse and they'd just they would just move your arms and legs to put you further inside the box and then guess mm-hmm. what It's no longer a valve box. It's a coffin. Boom. (laughs) The circle of life, baby. You get married in it, and they bury you in it. Boom. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Married and buried.
0: Married and buried. Uh, Tom, the mom walks into bathtub time, not with a rubber ducky, but with a (laughs) helmet of a suit of armor. Uh, This is not the first time we've seen the suit of armor, Tom.
1: Yeah, it's too goofy not to be a part of the thing going forward. And it's big enough where I'm like, somebody's probably going to put this on. I know you mentioned Travis didn't put it on, but I feel like maybe the murderer or Sebastian maybe will wear it as like a disguise or something while people are like passing by. I feel like it's it's got to come into play.
0: Part of the mystery we're trying to find out is, like we have a timetable, right? And so mm-hmm. it's who can we account for where? And the idea being... There's not someone in the suit of armor, right? When Travis goes to sleep, were we supposed to pick up that someone was inside that suit of armor?
1: I don't think so. I think it's possible, but I don't know.
0: Tom, can I let you in on a little secret? Since Mm -hmm. it's just the two of us and no one ever is going to listen to this. (laughs) Sure. Um, My in-laws have two suits of armor in the entryway of their home. That's incredible. Are they full size? In this year of our Lord, uh, 2023... Um, I'm gonna let you know they're not royalty. Um not knighted, but it's pretty, pretty dope. Like when you walk in there, you're like, those are suits of armor. This is pretty cool. Um they were (laughs) They came with the house. (laughs) Uh, They're
1: load bearing suits of armor. (laughs) They're load bearing suits of
0: armor, yes, sir. (laughs) The contractor's like, listen, uh, we can remove them, but the the roof's gonna go too. So they just kept them. Anyways. I mean, are they
1: big enough to put on? Could you put one on?
0: No. No, 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 no. no. They are big enough, but they're not functioning. Hmm. Oof. What's the point? Listen, now I'm thinking about it. I don't think <laughs> they're functioning suits of armor. I'm not I'm not Nick Cage from the National Treasure, so I haven't like gone sniffing around to see. Pull the left
1: pinky up to see if something like a trapdoor opens. No.
0: No, no, no. But now I realize how how not curious I am about things, and why you're the gumshoe, <laughs> and I'm just a guy that stumbles into a room and is like, "Hey, suits of armor! I'm gonna have a drink, anyways." Yeah, big
1: gulps, huh? Vic. <laughs> All right, see you later. <laughs>
0: you know that was ad-libbed. I, that was an ad-lib scene. Where you, well, that doesn't su- it.
1: surprise. It's yeah, uh, fantastic. Know.
0: All right, that's uh, our podcast on Dumb and Dumber. Join us next week where we cover the scene where his leg catches fire, because I believe that's the next thing that happens. Spoilers, everyone. His leg catches fire.
1: Mm. So then we jump to the rehearsal dinner, and I think this is her kind of plotting or figuring out the plan that she needs to or wants to call off the wedding. She's doing a little plant chart thing where she's showing all these different plants. And this is kind of fun, too. This is the first time. Well, not the first time, but this is one of those scenes where we get the perspective of characters change where she's saying, like, oh, Anique knows about cannabis. But then from Anique's episode, it was like, oh, Anique does drugs. And, like, the way they positioned the scene was, sure. was uniquely different, but right. still kind of the same same gist of it. I thought it was was pretty, pretty funny.
0: Yeah, that was very funny. Now, when she holds up this plant chart, Tom, is this plant chart a clue? Is this part of the puzzle?
1: I checked it. I mean, obviously, we know that there's a segment of, like, flower clues that are some of the most cryptic, difficult clues to get in the series. Um, But there was nothing that I saw in this that jumped out at me. But admittedly, I don't know what the flower clue is in this episode. I don't even know if I clocked where another clue would be outside of that calendar at the very beginning. So uh, who knows? Okay. Great answer, I
0: know. Sorry. No, no, no. I I just was wondering, maybe if you deep dove into that. I can tell you something that jumped out at me was this young man who takes the video of her. uh, (laughs) Because he hasn't... I don't think he's been in every episode, right? Did we see him in Travis's episode? You clocked him in the first episode that he would be important because he's taking a lot of pictures and videos. but. It's
1: interesting because he makes a mention like, hey, I'm supposed to be invisible and and you know maybe he is in the background of other episodes. We've only seen him in that that opener. Um, but there's also a weird thing here which I kind of clocked and I had to rewind it because I'm like, what did I see this correct? And it's too odd for this show that is like all about the details to miss this or this to be a continuity error. But if you look at him initially when he's kind of talking to her, his shirt seems to be like a shade of like a dark shade of like royal blue. And then when it eventually cuts back and then he starts recording, then his shirt turns like purple. So I don't know if it was like a filter or something they had. I can't imagine the actor like changed his wardrobe to the point where the color changed ever so slightly. But it was very odd. And it just kind of made me think, I mean, will that be something? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just a continuity area. And I'm giving it too much credit because that's what this show does. But it, if you go back and watch that scene, try to clock that because it's it's a bit, off, uh, bit out there.
0: Tom, I appreciate your observation. I'm going (laughs) to let you know uh, I did not notice a subtle color shift uh, between two shades of color that are very similar. Myself and my dog, Bandit, did not notice (laughs) the color shift. Um, well,
1: and the only reason I bring that up is when we talked in the very first pod about, like, of all of our main characters having a color, and we know Jang's is kind of like the purple, and I think we've established that Anik is kind of maybe the more dark blue, so, I mean, I there's nothing that I can make sense of as to why, because I don't think Anik is involved in this murder if he's the one trying to solve it, but I don't know, who knows, maybe Anik and Jang are in cahoots about all this. Sure,
0: that's possible. It really feels like you're you're diving into the like knowing the difference between colors. almost like you're rubbing it in my face that you can <laughs> tell the difference between blue and purple. What
1: colors What colors do you mix up? I know you're partially colorblind.
0: I mix up colors like um, let's see what's in a rainbow. Um, <laughs> no, like sometimes like a gray brown, and, like a, brown gray. and a <laughs> like a brown and a purple like a brown and a purple. Um, or I don't know, ask my spouse. There will be times I'll be like, oh, um, <laughs> you know, what about that article of clothing that's this color? And she has to be like, not that color. It is certainly not that color. So it's fine. one of those
1: jerks on the internet that finds that picture and then tries to like go in all the Reddit forums and convince everybody it's blue, but it's really
0: purple. Yes, that's, that's yes. Uh, Julian, my Reddit name. <laughs> you started name, that. <laughs> my Reddit name is is Julian nipple chilling um <laughs> you can find me on reddit that's my username. Mm-hmm. We have like you mentioned different perspectives here. We then get Hannah's perspective of her and Travis meeting at the bar where Travis mm-hmm. his version is him being very suave. This version is Hannah is just trying to make Grace jealous. So, she is I don't know flirting. I don't know what you call this. I've never <laughs> been in a situation like this, um where another person approaches another person uh, and shows interest in them. Uh, so I'll just describe it as that, but i don't I don't feel like Grace notices does it feels like Grace is ignoring her at least focused on Edgar, right?
1: Yes, but Grace does clock it. She like I think when they're kissing they do kind of cut and she does see it. So Hannah thinks, like, okay, boom, I'm I've laid enough ground here for her to be jealous. She's gonna come to the yurt tonight.
0: I give Travis a lot of prop. He is a man he is a loyal a loyal boyfriend to mm-hmm. his girlfriend in Poland. Wa Watika? I don't know what her <laughs> I don't remember what her name
1: it's is. It's like Wen Wenifer, maybe or something like or No Wanica.
0: No, let's go with Wenifer. No. Wenifer's great. <laughs> it's a it's a soft it's a soft W J. Wenifer. That's a good yeah, let's let's keep that. That's um, from the show
1: The Witcher. I think the main lady in that is Yennefer. Sure it's kinda don't. weird. Sure, yeah, the Witcher.
0: Right. The J the Jitcher. Yes, I gotcha. You're mixing your W's and your Js tonight, my friend. Okay, Sebastian shows up at the yogurt that night, and he's not Mm -hmm. carrying yogurt. He's carrying some champagne and some glasses, uh, and Hannah rejects him. What? This felt like establishing an alibi, because we are trying to figure out where people Mm -hmm. are at that night, right? So this is like, oh, Sebastian showed up here. So do you think Sebastian and Hannah are in cahoots? Or did I read into this way too much? Because every time I'm watching these, I'm watching, okay, the night of, where was everyone? And it mm-hmm. turns out he made a little pit stop in the yogurt.
1: I Yeah, I don't know. I mean, knowing that we get Sebastian's episode next time, I I kind of want to know from his perspective. Like, was he really trying to go in there to, like, hook up with her? Or is is he, I, I don't know. This just didn't seem like this is exactly how. How it went down, but I don't. Tom, I don't you don't know think they were yet, just gonna? we'll get it.
0: Taste some champagne together. Why do you assume this was? Uh, they were going to hook up. Sometimes <laughs> you just show up at someone's place with a bottle and two glasses. This is. Uh, this could be purely plutonic, just like Kryptonite, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, it could be, but but the way that Anik, I think, questions her afterwards, saying like, "Yeah, I know his face is all weird, his accent. I mean, come on," but she she finds his accent charming.
0: Yeah, someone in my house was a big big advocate for Sebastian. Don't care for Sebastian. You know what? I think Sebastian's the murderer. I should be thrown in he should be thrown in jail. <laughs> that's what I've I've just recently decided that. All evidence points towards Sebastian. I hope he gets the death penalty. That's where I'm that's where I'm at.
1: <laughs> Hard turn.
0: Him and his ugly British face. That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> all right so we're back at the present and this is where grace and zoe have their whisper chat in front of the family right
1: yeah this is i think we're great or Zoe finally confronts her and i think the only thing to pull from here is the idea of grace saying like no i was just confused i wasn't really in love and i don't know if i'm buying it here right like i feel like they were in love um and i don't know why she's still i mean i don't know maybe she's murderer she's working with hannah but she's still like actively trying to say like they didn't have any sort of relationship
0: so you're saying grace is not admitting to being in a relationship with hannah
1: well i mean i guess it's fair i mean based on the way we heard the story told from hannah's perspective like they're deeply in love but when in, in grace's mind movie we got reference of them being friends but not necessarily deeply in love but I just feel like the way this scene was kind of shot and Zoe telling her like listen you can't be lying anymore it's going to make you seem more guilty or suspicious or whatever but I do based on the retelling of this mind movie I, I, I want to say that there, there is true love there
0: got it got it got it got it we cut back into the mind movie and the name Ulysses is brought up and <laughs> Tom I got to be honest, Ulysses is the Funkle, right?
1: Ulysses, yes, (laughs) not Ulysses.
0: Ulysses. It's not
1: Odysseus. We're not in, like, the Iliad here.
0: Well, I mean, Ulysses is, I mean, if you said it, Odysseus would probably turn around and be like, me? (laughs) So, yeah, it's close. Um, This name got brought up, and someone who was completely sober turned to someone else in my house and was like, we should have named our firstborn Ulysses. And the other person was like, no, I think we made a good choice. Um, and then an argument ensued, and we're still not talking. So, oh, wow. Uh, and also, I've changed my eldest's name. So, <laughs> uh, surprise, surprise. But uh, this was a funny scene. I, I wish they'd use him more. I don't feel like he's in enough of this show. As probably the f- funniest person on the show this season or at least the one I've laughed at the most, we've got Mm -hmm. very little of him.
1: Yeah, I think from, like, the opening credits, we're going to get an episode from his Minority, which I think will be a lot of fun. But I'm with you. I feel like Jon Cho is very underutilized thus far. (laughs) Like, when he kind of comes up and she's holding this bow, he's like, oh, 15th century Welsh longbow. And then her response is, yeah, I bought it at the Louvre, which, which was great like so she's just buying museum pieces to be able to use for archery in her backyard
0: oh that's funny i i was like oh she got it at the gift shop is where i went so you think she actually bought one
1: okay a real one. so he
0: wasn't wrong the way i took that exchange is that he was way off and she's like oh i just bought it at a gift shop but you think it's real okay well, your way's funnier your way's funnier okay got it i that thought he was just wrong what? go ahead did we both uh, miss this out. sorry i wasn't did, sure did we both interpret this different ways? I mean, it's funny either way, but.
1: Well, this is what I wanted to ask you about Ulysses here. Like, is he full of it? The way he mentions like, oh yeah, this wise phrase in the Apache, like, oh, well, I knew a guy who was an Apache. He's a data analyst now. Like, the it seems like the way he's positioning this, he wants to seem like he's hanging out with these tribes or immersing himself in this culture, but maybe he just met a guy or he went to, you know a bar and happened to meet a guy that has different backgrounds and he's kind of taking that in in as his own and to your point maybe he's trying to say that this bow is you know super old and whatever but she's like no i just got this at wherever but it's too weird for her to say the Louvre, right that's a museum why would you buy a bow at a museum
0: that's fair that's fair they don't let you purchase them in the museum you have to go outside the museum to buy long bows <laughs> um I always assume someone who's like this that has ooh, maybe stolen some like spiritual likeness from a bunch of different cultures and tries to seem overly interesting. I always assume that person's full of it. So uh, I am interesting to know. I'm interested to know his backstory. But yes, I think he's full of it, Tom.
1: You know who wasn't full of it? Aldous Snow.
0: Aldous Snow was Forgetting not
1: Sarah <laughs> full of it. That's
0: true. That's true. Uh, when you said Aldous Snow, I assumed you meant the evil guy from the Hunger Games, and I got uh, real confused <laughs> as to where we were going. But that's the thing with the Hunger Games. You never know when they're going to start. So... Uh... Both Tom and I have volunteered as tribute. So, mm-hmm. sorry, Tom. I didn't yes and you there. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a great movie, and so are probably the Hunger Games movies.
1: I just recently watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I feel like right when I saw John Cho's kind of character coming on that horse, I feel like he kind of gave up some of those, like, oh, like no carefree 100%. attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: very much so. You're you're same type of dude. They wouldn't get along. But they are from the same vein. Like, if they Mm -hmm. met in person, they'd both, like, not want to be in the other's orbit because they would steal (laughs) from, like, people gravitating towards them. So, yes, but you are 100%. And the guy that runs the Hunger Games. I think you and I are agreeing (laughs) on this, that the three of them all very similar vibes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We have a quick clay animation cut. And my wife was like, is this a Wes Anderson thing? And I was like, I think it's a Wes Craven thing. And (laughs) I wasn't quite sure what was happening.
1: I think, yeah, he's done animated flicks. Like the Fantastic Mr. Fox and I think Isle of Dogs, which they're they're not like cartoon animated. I think they're all like that stop-go motion stuff, which is pretty cool. But I think it's just kind of a nod to that. But this is all the detailing of her plan with Travis. And I'd, again, I don't know how much of a plan this really is. It doesn't seem like she really thought it through, um, but it was, it was a fun little sequence. And I have to say here, so when they're doing this thing and she's saying like, oh yeah, Travis is gonna like object to the wedding and everything else. If you look at all the kind of like characters in the background that are all just kind of people of different colors, there's one prominent uh, guy in all purple and he has like a specific nose and his nose is a skull which again just kind of started throwing me the whole jang cuz he's blind he's got a skull on his nose he's like the murderer um i feel like i feel like that could be a clue that could be a very subtle nod that yeah he's involved in death in fact that he's got a skull on his nose
0: right but you're saying that the correlation is the color purple because 100% yep okay okay got it got it got it I don't know. I, I I Honestly, I think I hit the fast-forward button when the clay animation <laughs> started because there's only one true clay animation that I want to watch, and that's Wallace and Gromit. Wallace oh, wow. and Gromit. When they go to the moon, and the moon is made of cheese, <laughs> and it's like no cheese they've ever tasted. That's what I'm all about, Tom. <laughs> we have where Hannah has decided not to call off the wedding is she gets to listen to the vows that happened uh, inside of the vow box, and we find out how deeply in love they are.
1: Yeah, because I guess from her telling of it, it was him giving all these percentage changes and how you make my serotonin go up 3% or whatever. And again, the like puzzle master like finder of me in this kept thinking, okay, what do these numbers mean? Do they correlate to something? And I, I mean, maybe they will, but I, I couldn't make any rhyme or reason of it. But this is ultimately Hannah saying, okay based on my weird brother doing this thing i think he truly is in love with her and then decides that hey i'm going to be the one that's going to be alone
0: right right yeah i thought this was a clue too so as he was saying these percentages i paused the tv and i took pictures every time he said a percentage (laughs) so i'm still trying to work through those and you can't see the words so the pictures don't mean a whole lot but uh, i did think it was cool how they like cut out the side of the vowel box oh that was cool yeah Honestly, Tom, I didn't realize she was officiating the wedding until this episode. I was like, "Oh yeah, she was on stage." I I did not realize that she was the wedding officiant. I don't know why; it just didn't dawn on me until this until she she made mention of it. In this, uh, we have now the titular after party
1: where. Can I say before you jump into this, I do feel that it's interesting that we get no mind movie perspective of like the reception, right when they're dancing when they're doing like you know uh, going running around looking for roxana like you know we get those random noises in the background when grace was trying to give her or sorry when zoe was trying to give her speech it's weird that we just jump from here all the way to now this after party bit
0: right okay i see what you're saying it's do a big gap th- of time we don't think have that's her. because she wasn't there
1: i don't know right like where was she was she in the yurt this whole time like what did she do after she officiated the wedding and then had drinks with them in the after party we got none of that
0: I don't know. Probably, yeah, eating yogurt in the yurt. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah. But she does share a drink with Edgar and I watched this very closely because obviously since he was poisoned, you got to watch whenever he picks up a glass or mm-hmm. um, but I didn't see any sleight of hand. I don't know. I didn't I didn't catch a poisoning.
1: Well, again, it's her mind movie, right? So she's not going to tell us in her mind movie that she dropped drugs into the into his drink. But we do see when Edgar does take his drink. Did you see he kind of like then holds the drink over to his shoulder and gives Roxana a sip too, which I is did kind notice of interesting that because that's I not thought... a normal
0: thing people do. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. I did notice the abnormalness of it. Yes.
1: I was interested to see if, like, maybe Roxana like, bit the dust some different way, but it does, at least based on what we see here, like, they both were poisoned in the in the same vein here. But we also get a mention, um, and, and she brings it up pretty succinctly, and, like, wants Danner and Anique to know that Sebastian was, like, drinking a lot, and I think Edgar even says, like, oh, he's had a rough day, which is interesting as well, like, we, like, what happened to to Sebastian we find out later that maybe Edgar did actually like fire him as his backup here so maybe that's what his reference is but I thought that was telling
0: do you find it interesting that Hannah when she introduces herself as a sibling always says adopted but when she referred to Roxanna she referred to Roxanna as a niece but did not mention any type of adoption do you think (laughs) there is a jealousy thing happening here between uh, Hannah and Roxana. Mm, the names, very close <laughs> rhyming. Hannah and Roxana. and that the true target was Roxana. and Edgar just happened to drink from Roxana's drink and was mm. his death was a byproduct of essentially fratricide between two family members. <laughs> one adopted, one, they claim to be blood because they never they never say Roxana adopted.
1: Mm, that's fair. I mean, I don't know. We like we need the DNA test because Hannah could be like half reptile. We don't we don't know yet. That's and, fair. And I'm pretty sure Hannah's like a big fan of white chocolate, and Edgar keeps giving all those white chocolate to Roxana, and that's it Makes true. Hannah a little upset. So that's true. I mean, I think you're you're tugging at a good uh, string here. Sorry, Let's Tom, put I... a in it.
0: I hate to step into your spoiler corner. I know that's what you were going to cover then, so (laughs) I won't. uh... She goes to type a letter. This was very funny, actually. I don't know why it was so funny, but when it said, like, my dearest race instead of (laughs) grace because the G doesn't work, I don't know. I just I found that very funny.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess it's the sentimentality of giving it to him. It does seem like an odd gift, but I love um Edgar's response, like, very, like, hey, well, you can't type G's anymore. Like, you're going to be in a real fix if you need to write about Gargantuan Gigolos. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Once again, he's very funny. I don't think we got a lot of him in this episode, other than, no. like, that scene, right, in the vows. Mm-hmm. He gets to rattle off some percentages, and he gets to have some fun with words that don't have G in them. I don't know. I thought it was Yeah, we uh, don't get
1: we don't get her perspective of how like Edgar leaves the room, right? Cuz every other one it's Edgar throwing some weird temper tantrum or psychedelic something or other and screaming at everybody, but we don't get her perspective. It's just her walking out.
0: Right. Right. Fiend. Yeah, I th- there yeah, fiend. there are definitely <laughs> some gaps in this in this story that are curious. So, I think mm-hmm. you're on the right track there.
1: Yeah. And then we cut to the president and sorry, I can take that again. Did you so say to the president? president? <laughs> we cut to
0: the president? Joe Biden is here? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The real president? George W is here? All right. We cut to the president and in the present, Hannah, they have this conversation where it's like, Hannah, your whole story is giving us motive as to why you're the killer. And- mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting, but you would think a person who's guilty and trying to cast, like, light somewhere else would not tell the story in the way that Hannah does. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's almost like Hannah is too truthful, I guess, maybe. Uh, But she does say she doesn't kill her brother, and then she does, I think, cast light here on uh, Sebastian very quickly. Mm -hmm. But, um, well, does she or does Anik through his... Uh, sleuthing with the names and everything get us to Sebastian.
1: Well, she said this line earlier when Sebastian kind of came into her yurt late at night that he was going to lose his business partner. And then she re- says it again here at the very end. So, I mean, I think she's trying to lay this breadcrumb so Anik will pick it up. But then Anik starts to pick up the dots or, or connect the dots and then determines that, you know, he goes into the uh, Edgar's office, finds those letters... And sees that there's like an, he's hired an executive headhunter and that makes a connection that Edgar likely fired him and is looking for a new business partner.
0: Rough, rough for Sebastian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we have this really cool scene where Sebastian drops his fake British act and becomes an American. And he does <laughs> an impression of, I think this is a Schwarzenegger impression, a well known <laughs> American, Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: It's a goofy impression. I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, the actor of uh, Edgar is a very unique, like, delivery, which I think he's probably getting the delivery okay, but I wasn't buying the accent.
0: Okay. Well, someone on the other line was definitely buying what he was selling when he was selling Mm -hmm. in Edgar's voice. So, Mm -hmm. this is... So this is us laying the groundwork for episode two, which is going to be Sebastian's movie. And it's, hey, his motivation is, I guess, he's fired. He's now doing a bunch of things under Edgar's name. Mm -hmm. Has this not hit the papers that Edgar's dead? Are we, were we locked down? So like news doesn't know this guy died. X died and the news knew he had fallen (laughs) from his balcony in like five minutes in that episode. But this
1: one's more contained. The pilot episode was like they were going to call the cops and they decided and I think it was Isabel and Sebastian are the ones that decided like no let's try to solve this internally and that's where Anik gets Dander on the phone. It doesn't make sense that you wouldn't have authorities in at this point but yes I think they were the catalyst for not bringing in anybody else but who was at this party.
0: My advice to anyone who's ever in this situation, if people are like, listen, before we call the cops, let's see if we can't solve this on our own, whether or not you're at work, you know, at a friend's house, you're on a boat um, where something tragic happens, and you're like in the water, and it's all chummy and bloody, and you're just like, "Uh, let's not call the authorities. Let's take this to our grave. Oh, if it's something that you did last summer that you don't want anyone to know about, (laughs) do what they've done here. Don't call the authorities. Tom and I... Pro not calling the authorities, right, Tom? That's something you've always said.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. And I, I'm not sure if you knew this or did this on purpose, but I think you just referenced a Wes Craven movie.
0: Oh, really? Really?
1: Is it? Is it? A, is it that a Wes Craven movie? You I could don't be wrong, know.
0: Tom. I, I think <laughs> I think you'll realize I, I can't recognize colors, and I'm really confused by who who Wes. Uh, I had a childhood friend named Wes. Maybe he made a movie like that. <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of a jerk. Anyways. Tom, let us gather all of the children and go into Tom's spoiler. Co- well, actually, that's not good. We shouldn't gather children and then move them into your spoiler corner. But I put that down all the sound, breadcrumbs. That makes it sound terrible. Um, I put
1: down, I spent the whole day putting down breadcrumbs. And you're not going to let me lure the children in?
0: I've been driving around in this van with candy all <laughs> afternoon. And you're not going to let. Put the kids in Tom's spoiler corner, (laughs) anyways. Uh, for those of you that are trying to solve the detailed mysteries and you don't want any help, uh, you can leave us now. We appreciate you being with us. Uh, If you want to join in on the mystery solving of it all and you have theories that maybe we missed or haven't touched, you can reach out to us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. Tom will talk about some of the other stuff, but this is us entering the cave of Tom's spoiler where he keeps all the children. Uh, And Tom is going to discuss all of the puzzles that uh, went into episode three, which was Travis's episode. And boy, once again, Tom has given up on family life and a number of other obligations in order to solve these things. So uh, if you're interested, hang out with us. Tom, (laughs) what I miss?
1: Uh, yeah, for the social perspective, uh, follow us on—I would say Twitter, but I guess it's not Twitter anymore. Technically, it's X. I don't know. Elon Musk is weird, so I guess follow us on X and Instagram at nope. Team Binge or Team nope. Binge Podcast. Nope, don't like that at all, Tom. Don't like what? that at all. We can't talk about gathering
0: children in corners and then <laughs> websites called X. This is just this is how the FBI comes after you. I know it. I know it in my bones. Oh,
1: it's so true. It's oh, so true. But yeah, follow us on weird. there. Continue the conversation. Um, I'd also recommend, too, if you're going to do some of these puzzles and spoilery stuff, there are, there's a great Reddit thread. I think it's just uh, backslash the after party, um, which has got a lot of fun community um, kind of talk about some of these puzzles. So let's do it, man. Let's uh, head to the spoiler corner. All right. Here we are. Tom's spoiler corner. We're going to do... Wait,
0: wait, wait. Let me get there. Let me get there. All right. I'm here. I've entered. I'm in the I'm in the spoiler corner now. Sorry, Tom. Oh man, got a little winded. Got a little winded on the coming up the flight stairs. All right. How are your knees? How are your knees? They okay? They need a drink. That's what
1: they need. Okay. Shoulders? Shoulders doing good?
0: Knees, shoulders, ears, and toes, as the kids sing about. (laughs) Pretty good. Eyes, ears, mouth, and nose. Uh, I don't know. We're in Tom's spoiler corner where he gathers all the childrens and we're talking about body parts. So (laughs) not serial killers here. No, no, no.
1: These are all cryptic clues to our sp- secret puzzle master oh, things no! of Team Binge. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're <laughs> Go gonna back and a- listen to all of our episodes and you could piece together our puzzle.
0: Oh, we're going to be a Netflix documentary 10 years <laughs> from now. <laughs> uh the mediocre let's not call them podcasters because you need an Oof. audience for uh, to be a podcast but they were killing people anyways i love our fans they're well, the best jimmy cut um, that out no 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 jimmy we, we're not actually killing people come here jimmy come here come here breathe into this cloth <laughs> breathe into this cloth and all your dreams will go away sorry tom let's enter your spoiler corner does this
1: smell like chloroform to you <laughs> um <laughs> all right <laughs> all right stop spoiling my corner okay so nice. we're episode three travis we've got like we said in the previous ones if you're here you want some extra mysteries we've got the elimination clues and the flower clue so like we talked about i think we we caught where the elimination clue came from and it came from the two sheets of paper they showed on screen one that had the replacement names which was just a bunch of stars like some filled in some not and then another sheet right next to it said potential names, which are a bunch of last well was first and last names. They were all like MBAs or professors or who knows what. But every last name had 10 letters in it. So it was actually pretty easy puzzle solve where you can take how many stars were filled in from the list on the left. Uh, take that letter in the name from the last name on the right, and it will spell out not by suicide. So. The assumption here is this is a confirmation that um, Edgar did not like poison himself. He wasn't like trying to get out of this. It's not suicide. There is one other interesting thing to note here where this was a very simple puzzle in the way it was ultimately designed. And you just spell out this this clue. But there's a misspelling here where instead of being not by suicide, instead of the B in by, it's actually EY. So not EY suicide. And it just seems for a show that is, like, all about these clues and all about the, like, detail, it seems too odd of a mistake to happen. So I don't know what to make of it. I just want to notate it here and just keep an eye on that. Maybe we're going to get more misspellings in some of these types of clues and you have to put the misspellings or something together. But it was a very interesting, interesting clue. Do you have anything to add to that or anything you can think of?
0: No, no, but this is made by humans. Humans make mistake. I, I think not by suicide. <sighs> Although was that ever, I mean, the premise of this show is that there's a murderer. So mm-hmm. for them to have a clue that says not by suicide seems a little bit strange. Cause we're all under that assumption that this wouldn't, if they got to the end of the finale and they're like killed himself, I think we'd all be <laughs> like, what? No, come on show. So I don't know. It feels like a, Feels like a cheap clue a little bit. I like not the snorer. I like not the skater. Mm
1: -hmm. Not
0: by suicide. Not I suicide. Maybe someone's name is EY Suicide. Famous author, (laughs) EY Suicide. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's possible. Yeah, I don't... I mean, we've got 10 episodes, I think, right? So, I mean, we can't eliminate every single character here. I also find it interesting that we're four episodes in and we haven't figured out, like, who the potential snorer is. I mean, I'm, I'm still thinking maybe it... Maybe that's Travis, because we know that Travis gets like knocked out at one point. So maybe we'll see him like snoring as he gets knocked out. Still have no idea who the, the skater is supposed to be. So again, that's a new clue from uh, the elimination puzzle for episode three. So we'll put that together with the snorer and skater ones and keep an eye out or, or keep a sharp ear out. Because I'm sure we'll probably hear a character get mentioned from from one of those. Uh, next, we jump to the flower puzzle for this episode. So again, this is the one where you figure out, they give you a clue as to what the flower is going to be. And it's a specific flower for that week. And you go onto that website, edgarandgrace.com, or I think it's graceandedgar.com. Uh, and then you put in the flower and it gives you this fun little PDF uh, puzzle to do. So on this one, if you actually looked in the books that were on Edgar's office, so this clue came right after we saw the elimination clue. They kind of hover on the books and the titles of these books are a little bit too long one of the books was um the title was Do- doves and handkerchief lessons by ira anderson so the d a h l i and a were all capitalized in that title of that book so you put that together and you get dahlia so dahlia was the flower clue for this episode you pop that on you get a fun little puzzle called travis's puzzle out of sorts Um, I won't go through the details of the puzzle. It was a very fun one. I did this one by myself after getting a couple little clues just to get kind of what the puzzle was all about.
0: Tom, no one's surprised that you're doing these puzzles by yourself. (laughs) I'm just going to hop in there and mention that.
1: I get enough to understand like maybe what the puzzles trying to do, because if you just look at it by yourself, it is kind of gibberish and you don't really know where to start. So if somebody kind of puts you on the right path, then kind of going in and doing these things are are pretty fun. But ultimately, this one ends with the final answer of this clue being unscramble. So we have unscramble, hoverboard, and New England are the first three flower clues. Still doesn't make any sense. Don't, Don't know what this will be. It is interesting to note that all three of these clues are all 10 letter words. So like the elimination clue we had, where you're kind of matching up maybe the 10th letter or a certain letter in a sequence of uh, um, kind of words. It's interesting that so far they're all, all 10 letters. So maybe, maybe we'll get more to help us unpack how these words go together.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Tom, I appreciate the work that you've put into this. I mostly appreciate the work that I haven't had to put into it uh, and that you're doing this for me. Uh, I feel smarter knowing that you went through these puzzles alone um, because you don't have anything going on. And so your life has become these puzzles. So
1: listen, this is one that I will, I think I sent you a screenshot of my notebook of doing this uh, Travis's puzzle and it was intense. Yep. I I literally put a pen and paper. I did this whole thing out. It was a lot. So maybe I'll share on Instagram uh, my attempt at this puzzle.
0: Yep, I sent that picture. Just to picture. show how nuts I am. I, yep, I sent that picture over to a doctor, and uh, diagnosis not good. Tom, uh, it was one of them. Know, head, what is it? One of them what head doctors. Uh, they're worried about you. Let me just say that medical professional worried <laughs> about you. So,
1: do they diagnose me with anything specific?
0: Yes, they said you're not the snorer, not the skater, and Oof. not I suicide. So, mm. don't know what that means, but uh, good luck. Anyways. <laughs> We appreciate those of you that have stuck around for Tom's Corner. Once again, you're not allowed to tell anyone what you've seen in Tom's Corner. Uh, <laughs> we all have to take it to our graves, uh, even Jimmy, who's sleeping on the floor right now. So He's resting. Uh, we appreciate you sticking around with us. And once again, Tom recommended it to me. I can't re- recommend it enough. Uh, once you're done watching this show, uh, go watch The Bear. It's a good time. It's not a good time. That's the wrong way to put it. It's (laughs) It's a a fascinating show. show. It's a great show. Mm -hmm.
1: Anyways, I've been Julian. And I've been Gumshoe Tom. Till next week, everybody. Take care.